That's so, so good. If I can, if I can just, just do that much for some people, mm-hmm. you know, to, you know, have faith for them on their behalf until I can get them to say it long enough until they believe. They believe in. So if you can talk yourself into unbelief, you can talk yourself into belief. Come on. You're talking good, man. That's ma'am. good. That's good. <laughs> Word right there. And I, I just wanted mm. to say this to Shamika since we're talking about doing the work and things. Uh, just an, again, another quick word to parents because when you have kids and the medication and and the mental in the mental health field, how would you talk to parents on how to advocate for their child? Because I see a lot of parents in and I'm back to the school system where right. whatever the school system say they need, whatever diagnosis they give them, they just like all right, put them on this. Okay, all right, put them on this, and they'll see the effects of the child mm-hmm. and they'll see side effects and things that right. they don't like. Yeah, and, but they're scared to speak up because they say, well, mm-hmm. I'm not a doctor, I'm not a professional. Right. Uh, how would you encourage parents to help their children because their children is not going to be able to make the decision, uh, you know, like, I, okay, now I'm ready to move to this stage or maybe this right, is not right. what I need or I don't like the way this makes me feel. How can right. the parents make sure that they are not, their children are not victims to bad ethical decisions, mm-hmm. right? That they're just trying to diagnose them and put them on appeal. Right. Well, you know, I get that a lot. You know, I get a lot of, and you know, the history of African-Americans with the medical industry. Yeah. Yeah. Not a lot of trust. Right. We're already, you know, don't trust the the medical field and medications, but I give them my professional recommendation. I'm not there to push bills, Mm -hmm. you know, and I let them know that I'm not there to do that. Mm-hmm. Now, if I, in my professional opinion, if I think your child does need medication intervention, I'll tell you, but I'm not telling you that just because I'm getting a kickback from the pharma- pharmaceutical company. Come on. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. I'm giving you, I would not tell you anything that mm. I would not do for my own child or my own. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, so That's when good. it comes down to the school system, you have to advocate for your child. Mm. You know, because just I'm going to give a quick testimony about me in the third grade. I had already been labeled. And Dr. Umar talks about our children being labeled. Okay, Once your child is labeled and Mm. they get their first suspension, they're more likely to get multiple suspensions after their first. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I was already labeled as a, a, a. Talker, you know, talk, does not apply herself, talks excessively in class. <laughs> I was a talker too. And I was saying that, and I think I posted that on Facebook, you know, what your child has been labeled as, you know, as troubled, you know, that really just may be their talent. Yes. But the school is not designed uh, 
uh, like Dr. Umar said, it's mm-hmm. not designed to identify talent. It's not designed to identify trouble. Yeah. yeah. Come on. Mm. So it wasn't like a program. They said, okay, Shamika, you're really good at talking. Let us put you Come into some on. advanced English classes. Let's there challenge you. Let's use your mind. You know, let's, let's mm. prepare you for debating. Right. The debate yes. team. Yeah. Yes. You know, but if they had, you know, tapped into my talent and mm-hmm. pushed me in the direction to use something that I enjoy doing mm. and cultivated that skill, you know, mm. how many schools have debate, a debate team? Girl, I don't know any. Our school didn't. Debate class. Right. Yes. That is. But our school system is not designed for that. You know, it's not individualized. Right. So if a parent is not going to take care of their child's behavior, then the school, what can the school do? Give them a pill. Because we can't handle it. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. so true. You know, but in the third grade, I was labeled as a talker, and they. Uh, this was when we were taking the California Achievement Test. Oh, no. uh, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> in elementary, the cat, the yeah, cat exam, yes. and I had gotten mixed up on the numbers. So I, the questions that I was answering wasn't corresponding with the actual. Uh, yes. you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I went home and told my mama that I had got confused and lost track of the the numbers, and I said, "But I don't have time to go back and answer uh, to to go back and correct the answers." Mm-hmm. You know, they tried to throw me in LD mm-hmm. special education classes. Mm-hmm. Girl, bye, mm-hmm. bye. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they tried to put me in special education classes because my scores came back so low, and my mama was like, "Oh no, you ain't." <laughs> Oh, that's right. Right. already told me you know she got mixed up on the numbers and mm. she didn't have time to go back and to correct it so mm-hmm. no you're not gonna put my child in special education because i know she's not a you know special education student if yeah. she was then that's fine get her the help yeah. she needs. but right. that wasn't what happened so mm. advocate for your children because they can and will push your child to the side Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and I have a just to piggyback off that real quick before we shift. I had a similar situation happen to me at elementary school, Shamika as well. Mm-hmm. I was um they used to pull me out of class. I'm not quite sure. I was in elementary, so I think I was in maybe third or fourth grade. And mm-hmm. they used to pull me out of the class. I used to go into this room with this lady and I used to go over all these words. Like mm-hmm. it would be like pages of like not just sight words, just like vocabulary. Right. I'm a kid. I don't know. So I'm just kind of like, okay, you know, right. what do you do? You're a child. But I did tell my mom about it. And I don't even, mm. just like those things that you don't even know that you realize that you're telling something. Mm. But I told her like, yeah, I go in the room and I go over these words with this lady. Honey, y'all pray for Andre. <laughs> She done came up to the school. I'm pretty sure she wasn't as dignified as your mom was, Shanita, uh, Shamika. Yeah. But she basically was like, take her out. I don't want her in that. She don't need it. She can read. Right. <laughs> you know, all yeah. of the above. <laughs> and, and I'm thinking about now because English has always been my strong suit. Mm-hmm. You know, from the standardized test to the end of the grade test. I always scored high in right. English. I got awards for reading the most books. Yeah. 
out of my whole class. Did and you get a free pizza? A free girl, personal more pay? Than free pizza, they was reading them, them books. They gave me money. <laughs> Oh, shit. Uh, I was in the wrong right. We be going to peace <laughs> in. Eighth grade, I got I got a gift certificate because I read I read the most books at the whole eighth grade class. Uh-huh. And so the, the point I'm making is if parents don't advocate for their mm-hmm. kids, yes. it's what you said. They will they I could have been stuck in some type mm-hmm. of door trap. Right. And you know, not yeah. college prep or whatever. Never realize because your potential. The elementary, yeah. right, the elementary start is where elementary school is yes. really where it starts. Absolutely. It does. Where the prison, the pipeline starts. They're saying mm-hmm. by what is it? Kindergarten. Kindergarten. Yes. They're going to yes. kindergarten. Yeah. The children don't even know how to sit down yet. Right. You know what I'm saying? Kindergarten. I got notes right here. <laughs> read, read them notes. Read, read them notes. Read. <laughs> I know, right? Read the Bible. Uh, let me see here. Uh, what happened was, was that they, um, during the 70s, they uh, adopted like this no tolerance policy. Mm. So, uh, so the no tolerance policy uh, mean meant that you know uh, kids who were to be disciplined. So let's just say like uh, carrying a weapon at school. Mm-hmm. Well, what is a weapon? You know, they had started suspending black boys in school during the 70s for making a gun with their their fingers like this. Come on. Wow. Yeah. So it was saying that um, that black boys are more likely to be suspended for subjective things such as disrespect. Right. Wow. You know, in kindergarten. But whereas white boys were more more likely to get suspended for things such as skipping school, you know, Mm. more more concrete things. Right. Yeah. Whereas black boys, it was just subjective. So it was a lot that went with that. you know, the no tolerance policy was adopted. The Guns Free School Act in 1994 mm. was adopted. Um, and then here comes resource officers. So, oh so my, made it worse. Yeah, so discipline is being outsourced to the law, uh, yep. the law enforcement system. And you go wow. instead of suspension. I just got yeah. triggered right then because yeah. I, I I think I think about all the um, particularly some in Florida. It's real bad, but where they were putting handcuffs on little black girls yeah. and they be in the principal's office one moment, mm. the next moment they be crying and screaming because they're getting handcuffed. Yeah, Why? yeah. It's like the you used to get suspended, that. but now you're going to jail if you get in a fight. And, and I'm talking about these little babies. This is not high right. school. Mm. Right. right. Mm-hmm. I had a, I had a, um, this is before I left um, DSS. I had a case and the, it was reported by a school social worker, which that's a whole nother issue because some of these social workers are not there for the help of the children right. and they buy into the, the, the theory and the the, uh, the status quo but long story short 
I got this case and I'm reading over this case before I go out to initiate it. And I'm like, oh, gee, what in the world? Mm. Because it was like this kid is, at, you know, he's, he has some sexualized behaviors. Mm-hmm. There was violence in it. Um, he's unruly. The teachers can't control him. Like all this stuff. And so I knew he was elementary school, but I'm thinking like, you know, I'm thinking the upper grade, you know, you got a fifth grader kind of feeling themselves, knowing themselves. Mm-hmm. When I looked at the case, I saw that the baby was four and he was in pre-K. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. And so I go to his house. I go to talk to mom. You know, he's acting like my four-year-old, well, five-year-old nephew, bouncing off the wall, showing me his toys, wanting to show me his room. And I'm like, this isn't adding up. And mom is all upset. She's crying. She's mad because she's she's trying to work with the school. And so the school was like, we, we want to get him a counselor and let him talk through some things. So she's doing all these things that they're recommending. And they still made a CPS report on her. And so they're saying he's having violent behaviors. And I'm asking her, you know, you know, you have any weapons in your home? She's a single mom raising two kids, a teenager and this four-year-old. And she was like, no, I have no recollection of where he would see this. You know, they was like, um, he pulled his pants down and peed outside. Well, my little... Sexualized that ain't sexualized. Oh, that's, my God. That's, that's what I'm four-year-old a day. That, right. Like, they want to pee outside. They ain't going to go in the building. I'm going to whip it out. It's like... <laughs> So I remember one time the social worker called me because, and this is this was the, the turning point where mom in, ended up taking him out to school. Now, I'm not sure if there wasn't a little bit of ADHD and ADD, but the way they were treating this little black baby right. was like, mm-hmm. they was like, you was dealing with Marilyn Manson or something like he was going to come and blow up the school. Oh and so, God. you know, he's four, he's a kid, he's probably aggravated, and he and, and his mom said, he went to pre-K through his church and he told her, I'm bored because I already know this stuff. So right. they were going over wow. things and concepts that he knew, like his numbers, the alphabet, his name. Mm. These were things that he was already had already been taught. And so long story short, um, they called the resource officer. Mm. They would not they would not. Um, they would not let him get on the school bus because he had an incident and I think he might have kicked the teacher or something. I don't know. And the social worker called me and I all but said oh this because God. I still needed my job at the time. I was like, he's four. I'm, I'm, I'm losing something because he's mm. four. Y'all can't handle a four year old. Right. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So parents advocate for your kids. Wow. I'm telling you. Advocate for your kids. One thing that I can say, and see, sweet, that's subjective. You know. Right. What little Mm. boy haven't done hasn't done that? Yeah. Right. You know, so they're criminalizing normal childhood Uh, behavior. Right. Right. Wow. But one thing I can say about the school that I work with. is that it was a small school, you know, all of the teachers were pretty much black teachers, you know, the mm-hmm. principal was black, you know, um, and there was only, I remember maybe one white teacher there. So the, the loving kindness 
that the principal and the, the and the teachers had for these children and the grace I probably mean, yeah and the grace and the compassion and the patience even though it was you know our last nurse would be touched <laughs> but we love we love them, them, them children yeah right. you know we didn't even though they may have warranted some of the kids warranted suspensions the principal was like no we're not going to suspend them there you go. You yeah. know, we're going to keep them in school. We're going to send them to Miss Ricks, let Miss Ricks work with them for a bit, you know, get them calmed down or whatever, and you're coming back to class. Mm-hmm. You know, um, most schools don't do that. Mm-hmm. You know, but it was oh. like a community feeling, you know, it was a family right. feeling at the school. And Everybody, we did everything that we could, but honestly, you know, that school needed wraparound services. You know, the, the parents um, needed a GED, a job, um, you know, counseling yeah. themselves, transportation. I mean, it was so many layers of ACEs, ACEs you, know, yeah. you know, so many layers of, of trauma and lack of access to, you name it. Wow. You know, nobody could do it all, you know? And, and, I, mm. and I think what you just said, Shamika, is so is so pivotal and so paramount because the compassion from the teachers is so needed and the principals and the social workers and the resource officers because I remember right. having a family and it wasn't, they were definitely impoverished, you know? Right. When you got five and six or when this, it was a total of like seven kids. Right. Between between two sisters. And, Mm. you know, when you're living in cramped spaces like you were referencing and you you're 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 not making but minimum wage and Mm. you're functioning with one car. Right. You know, the the minimum, if that. Right. I remember having to I remember going to um uh, a meeting at the school and met with the nurse and this and that and another because they were having issues. And I remember the nurse saying, you know, I'm asking them what are some of your concerns, blah, blah, blah. And I remember the nurse telling me that she had concerns about them not turning in, the parents didn't turn in a form. Mm-hmm. And I had to tell her as professional as I could, I said, ma'am, I'm not making excuses. I said, but this mom is working and coming home. And it, the fact that these kids are even at school, right. she's winning. Right. I can't mm-hmm. help it. If, I don't care if she bring them to school late every day. Right. They at school. Right. Mm-hmm. I said, she probably, it's not that she's intentionally not wanting to return this form. Right. It's the last thing on thing her, on her mind. Exactly. When you're, when you're right. faced with, how am I going to pay the lights? And how am I going to keep a roof over my head? You could care less. And mm-hmm. so it's that partnership mm-hmm. and that level of understanding. Because I'm kind of looking at you like, why am I even having to explain this? Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So, yeah. yeah. Um, advocate for your kids. Yeah. And forms were a big deal, you know. <laughs> you know, when you're right. trying to get the kids in services, you had to have them forms. Them forms. <laughs> it was the last thing that was on their them parents' right. mind. Because they had so many other issues and barriers to overcome. It was, you know, it wasn't even funny. So, yeah. Yeah. 
And I got a, a question. It, it kind of segues ways into our next uh, topic. Like I know part of your, I know it has, you have spiritual counseling services. So I, what I was wondering was like, as far as the whole, uh, you know, whether a person is dealing with a mental illness versus whether it's a spiritual issue. Uh-huh. Do you come across that where there is a distinction or is it both or am I asking the question? Well, yeah, I think <laughs> it depends on the client. Okay. Now, some clients, you know, off the bat are spiritual. Okay. You know, uh, Christian or they, you know, may just consider themselves spiritual, you know. Mm-hmm. So uh, those clients who express spirituality or some, some form of belief, you know, then I can go there with them. I got you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Got yeah. you. Whereas, you know, and be more, a little bit more specific, you know, if it's, you know, Christian, you know, I can say God, I can, Mm -hmm. you know, say Christ, you know, but if it's a person who's more of, you know, just, you know, spiritual, you know, I still can tap into the spiritual aspects of things, you know, beyond sight, beyond what you can see. Okay. Yeah, that's good. So that's how I, I, I incorporate spirituality. And a part of spirituality for me is instilling hope in people. Mm, mm, yeah. That's good. Yeah. You know, because, you know, the Bible says to hope in God, you mm-hmm. know. <clears throat> and if you don't have hope, what do you really have? That's so true. If you don't have belief, what do you have to hold on to? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. That's you know, true. so so a part of that is, you know, empowering people from, you know, a spiritual level, you know, from things that they cannot see to just when you can't see it, believe it. Believe mm-hmm. it. That's good. <laughs> you might not have That's evidence faith. on how it's yeah. going to work out, how it's going to happen, mm-hmm. but believe that I'm just expecting a positive income. I'm just going to, you know, just be you know, just believe that somehow things are going to work out for me. Yeah. 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 That's so and good. So if I can, if I can just, just do that much for some people, mm-hmm. you know, to, you know, have faith for them on their behalf until I can get them to say it long enough until they that believe, they believe it. Because awesome. I, I said, you know what, how did you learn the unhealthy things? Mm. How did you learn that you were the outcast? You were black. Come on. You had to say it to yourself until you believed it. Believe that's it. so true. Well, if you can talk yourself into unbelief, you can talk, talk yourself, yourself into belief. Come on. You're talking good, that's ma'am. Good. That's good. <laughs> because faith comes by hearing. hearing. Come on. And, and hearing man. by the word. word of God. By the word. The yes. word. Come on. <laughs> I'm going to throw this pen at you. <laughs> and so my question is, what words are you speaking? Mm. That's good. That's good, yeah. Shamika. You know, because yeah. as a man thinketh, so, so is he. So true. And that's what's going to manifest in your life. What you think about, I can, I can tell what a person thinks about the most by looking at their life. Mm. That is so true. Because as you think, so you are. I Mm. know y'all have spent time thinking about this because look at your life. 
Mm-hmm. Look at the manifestation. I know you spent time meditating. I know you spent time seeking God. I know that mm. you spent time yeah. focusing on this. Because mm-hmm. I can look at your life and see the manifestation. Mm-hmm. Whatever you spend the most time thinking about, I can tell what you think about because I can take a look at your life. Mm. Come on here. <laughs> so, you know, so I just, you know, want to get my clients to spend their time changing the words that they that they tell themselves mm. because they've heard yeah. it. Then they take on the mm. mindset yeah. of the perpetuator of, Come of on. the person who abused them. They yeah. internalize mm. it, take on that same language, and then what manifests in their life is jacked up. Wow. That's good. Yeah. Mm. So, mm. Uh, so yeah, that's that's pretty much how how I, I approach it. So when the that's client awesome. is spiritual, I can I can go there. Awesome. That is so good. Wow. That that was such a good segue, yes. Holly, and a good <laughs> like. Uh, I, I, if I could throw this pen and it eats you upside the head, I, I want to throw something. I wanted to. Uh, I think this is a good segue because. Um, part of, you know, the, the wrapping up this conversation is I definitely want to talk about mental health in the church. Mm. Um, we're, we're all believers, um, on this podcast and yourself Mm -hmm. as well. And so, um, you know, uh, therapy counseling, things of that nature, um, hasn't been something that's always been endorsed by our culture, Mm -hmm. but we've always endorsed it. We just haven't endorsed that formality of it. Because wow. you talk to your auntie, you talk to your best friend, you talk to your pastor. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're doing it, uh, but you may not you may not be doing it with someone, or you may not be conducting these counseling sessions with someone who's really clinically qualified to um, help out. And mm-hmm. so I wanted to know, as a licensed um, mm-hmm. clinical social worker what your thoughts are as it pertains to uh, mental health in the church, because I I went through counseling and, Mm -hmm. and believe in it and think I'm going to go back again and do my regular maintenance. And so I wanted to know um, what your thoughts are as it pertains to how that should be infused in the church as law at large. Well, I say, you know, utilize the talents of the people um especially large smaller ministries may not have um access to lpcs professional Mm -hmm. counselors you know right there in their congregation but i do think that it needs to be talked about you know from the pulpit Mm-hmm. As far as taking care of your mental health, because mm-hmm. it is important. Um, and a lot of times pastors are not equipped, you know, to handle yeah. and to walk through serious mental health issues with people and right. to be able to distinguish from, oh, do you just need a couple of scriptures or do you really need some Me. professional help? Yes, yes. Right. You know, right. and some some folks need professional help. help. Yes. So, um, you know, and pastors, I definitely believe, you know, uh, should educate themselves on mental health. 
Yeah. You know, yeah. And and be aware of it and learn what it is and be able to identify, hey, this is beyond my scope. I really right. should, you know, you should see somebody. Right. So, mm-hmm. And then be aware of what resources may be available in that community. Community. Yeah. That's good. Now, I do see larger churches now who are um, who are incorporating professional mental health services. Yeah, I've heard uh, of that too. Through, through the church and making yeah. those services available through, uh, through their church. There are some churches here in Raleigh and Durham uh, that I'm aware of who are doing it now. Mm-hmm. So I was excited to to see that in the church, but don't, it does not mean if you engage in mental health services, it does not mean that you don't have faith. Oh, yeah. say, it, mean, say it again for the people in the back row. Say it again. Mm, right. Come on. You know, it does not mean that you're the demoniac, you know, right. <laughs> you know, and that you were bound in chains and, you know, all that kind of stuff. But, you know, it just means that you might have a medical condition. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. you might, you know, because mental health, if you have depression, anxiety, those things, they're medical conditions. Right. So mm-hmm. You may need to have an evaluation. Right, uh, right. If, you know, this is a medical condition. Or you just may need someone to talk to who has no who doesn't know you, who Mm -hmm. you can be completely honest with, because sometimes we'll tell people a piece of the story. Come on. Yeah. Story, you know, so you can just tell the truth, Mm -hmm. you know, and uh, be able to be free with who's not going to judge you. That's yes. good. You know, your business That's is not going to be told, you know, right. all the church or right. you know, right. spread all through the family Come and this and the other. So your confidentiality is guaranteed. And my only vested interest in you is to see you live life and live it well. Right. Amen. I, say, I don't want anything from you. Right. I, you know, I don't want you to you know, come pick me up or give me five or ten dollars for gas. Yeah. <laughs> you know, right, I right. Want you to be able to maximize your personal best and be yes. the best you that you can be. Awesome. And I think that's so important, man, because you know, there's been I don't want to say an uptick like that, but I have heard uh, you know, within these probably the past two or three years. A lot of pastors um, committing suicide, death by suicide, however you want to frame it or whatever. And, you know, I always think when I hear stuff like that, man, do they not have a therapist or was there not anyone that they could have talked to? Because the the notion that kind of comes out with the stories is that no one knew all this was going on until what happened. Exactly. And so, you know, and that's not, I'm not saying that that's always the case, but it seems like the majority of the time, the congregation, the family are just as shocked and disbelieving. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I'm just like, I, I thought it would be so awesome to have a ministry that ministers to pastors. pastors right. Now, y'all need to go lay on somebody's couch Come too. Come on here. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeedy. Yes, indeed. And, and I think that's all about to just getting to a place of balance because in a ten- right. in church, we do have a tendency to think that everything is a demon, right? It's spiritual. 
and right. never mm-hmm. consider that mm-hmm. that that working out your own soul salvation piece. That's the come on now. Out is you know what I'm saying? Is talking is you know working uh, through those things. And and Jesus, He didn't come so that our spirituality would be a blanket or a shield over that, but right. He came to expose it so that come we can on. deal with it. Yes, teach us <laughs> on today then. Oh, that's so good that you said that, Holly, because, you know, when God gave me the the, the name Well Life, mm-hmm. it was based upon the woman at the well. Come on. Oh, my God. You know, Come see a man. Who had, <laughs> you know, who had <laughs> done, who had done wrong, yeah. you know, who had messed up, mm. you know, and when she got to the well, there she found a man. who Come on. Come on. <laughs> Come see a man. You, you know, all the things oh, she, that she ever did. That she had done. Come and on. he said, you know, you won't even need to drink from this well mm-hmm. again. Woo! Because God. the water that I give you. thirst <laughs> again. Come on. And he told her, he said, now you can go. Mm. And don't be off-ended. Anymore. Don't miss the mark anymore. Mm. Your purpose, all of that old stuff has been 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 taken away. Yeah. Now you are free to go and and fulfill your purpose and your destiny. Mm. And that's the experience that I want people to have when they come to me. They're not coming to me. Mm. They're coming to see a man and they don't even know. I just fell out. I can't. Oh I, I fell out on the couch. Oh, and I'm just the vessel. Come yeah. on now to tell them, to talk with them, to listen, mm. and to tell them all the things you know, all the things that they they have they have done, they have been through, and say, you know what, I've done it too. I've been there mm. too. Mm, mm, mm. Now. That you, there's no condemnation. On. Nation, come on now. That's good stuff. Now go, take these words that I give you. Drink of mm. it. Come on. And now you can go and fulfill your purpose. Mm. And you don't have mm. to be off-ended anymore. Mm. Oh my God. So that's, I, that's the life-changing experience that I want people to have when they uh, when they come to well life. Um, mm. Because that's what, you know, truly happened to me. Yes. So, um, in my life. Yeah, that's good. That's yeah, good. And, cool. pastors, with it. And we're definitely talk about. to somebody. Yeah. Go see a man. Pastors need to go see a man, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, name that's Jesus. Look, that's, yeah. oof, child, that's a whole um, other word. Yeah. We, we they carry is, is heavy. Mm. Yeah. It is. I I wanted to make a point about the the mental health in the church. Um, You know, I know that this is probably something and you can you can say yes to this if this is so, um, Shamika, but the importance of honesty when you get a client. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a that's a that's a problem in the church. And it should be, of course, because we're supposed to be telling the truth. But Mm -hmm. we we learn how to wear a mask. So we don't think it's ever okay for us to say Mm -hmm. we're not okay. Um, I remember when I was going through my, my separation and my divorce, I remember I was praying and I said, God, 
is it okay for me not to be okay? Cause I'm not right. right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, when people say, you know, how you doing? Oh, bless the holiday favor. Okay. Yeah. I'm good. <laughs> or, or you know, I'm going through this week, but you know, the Lord, da, 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 da. It, but if I'm never honest and being like, you know, and that may be some of the issues with some of the pastors, they don't yeah. be naked and unashamed. Mm-hmm. Like as, right. as what's mm-hmm. really going on. Can you talk a little bit? And I guess you can mirror it with the church. But the importance of honesty when you get a client, how they can't just oh, come yeah. to you and just try right. to put on a face. That's a story. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, you can't get help if you're not honest. Right. I can't help you with, you know, a little piece from here and a little piece from there. Mm-hmm. Because I won't be, I won't have the adequate information that I need to be able mm-hmm. to counsel you or to be able to guide you. Mm-hmm. You know, so you can tell me a little piece of this and lie, and it's happened. I've yeah. had clients who, who have come and lied for four and five sessions. <laughs> 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 and somebody out the blue will call anonymously and say, no. they been lied. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. They that exposed. He been lying. I'm leaving his room. That's <laughs> He been lying to you and me too. That has oh, happened. Oh my god! Wow. Happened to me. So you know, what are you here for? Mm. You know, are you coming because your wife made you come? Mm-hmm. You know, are you coming because the court ordered you to come? It's a difference. Mm. It's a different, you know, but people who come and don't be honest really can't be helped and they don't leave changed. Amen. Okay. With anything, their, their situation or circumstances no better than when they came through the door. Wow. Amen. That is so good. Gotta tell Mm. the truth. Yes. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Be honest people. Mm. Be honest. Yes. Yes. (sighs) Because secrets kill. Ooh. Yes. Secrets kill. We got a lot of mm. secrets, especially and in our we community. Got a lot, yes, yes, we got a lot of secrets. Family mm. secrets. Yes. Mm. yes. Come and against we, that spirit. Mm, yeah. That's right. Come against that's it. Right. I'm trying to tell you. And mm. I have heard, you know, like I tell people, I'm like, you would just be surprised. You know, I thought Jerry Springer was not even <laughs> with I know. I didn't think, you know. But honey, mm. some of the things that I say, yeah, it's real. These are yeah. real issues. Wow. Yeah. I've, mm. I've heard them in my office. Wow. Mm. That's sad. So. Good grief. Mm-hmm. Well, my. Else, ladies. <laughs> In, in the Baptist church I grew up in, after there was such a good message, the pastor would get up after the guest minister and say, did our hearts not, uh, not burn? burn. Yes, sir. <laughs> did our hearts, did not, our hearts burn. not burn? <laughs> honey, mm, honey. This was good, lady. Yes. Uh, a wealth, a wealth of mm. information and expertise. Wow. God, this was so good. Yeah, uh, this was so Lashy. good, mm. so good. So traditionally, what we do, Shamika, is we give uh, our guests the honor of leading off with lasting thoughts that you would have our audience to hear. We're going to post all of your information. So, if there are local listeners who are in the Rocky Mount, Raleigh, Durham, 
Nash County area and they want to um, come see a man. So we definitely want to leave Wellspring information um, for the listeners and just anything last that you want to mm-hmm. say and, Holly and April, and then I'll round it on off. All right. Again, thank you so much, ladies. I have thoroughly enjoyed myself. Um, And thank you all for your voice in bringing uh, awareness to mental health. Um, Again, I am Shamika Ricks. I am the owner and clinical director of Well Life Counseling and Spiritual Center here in Raleigh, North Carolina. Um, I am able to see clients all over. North Carolina. So not just in the Raleigh area. Um, I do offer uh, virtual sessions. Uh, So if you're anywhere in North Carolina and would like to reach out to me, please do. My website is www.well-lifecounseling.com. My uh, Facebook is Well Life Counseling. And my Instagram is Well Life Counseling. (laughs) So please reach out to me if I can assist you. Um, But as far as my final thoughts, I just want to let people know that it does not matter who you are or what you have been through in your life. Mm. You can recover. You can. It's never too late to make a change in your life. It's never too late to go after your dreams because better is always an achievable goal. And Mm. if you need some assistance to navigate through life, you're not in this alone. Mm. And here at Well Life Counseling Center, we're there to walk you through and to help you navigate through life's challenges. So thank you, ladies. And um, I love you all. Love, love you. Love you too. Uh, Holly. What she said, amen. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Right. exactly. Oh, but be be honest with yourself. Uh, be patient with yourself. Yes. Uh, seek help if you need it. Go and get yes. it, even if you don't need it. I think therapy is probably a good thing just for personal maintenance. I need to go right. myself, my lord. But <laughs> uh, anyway, just uh, take the stigma off of it. You know, yes. just like your body can get sick, your mind can too. Absolutely, you have to go through the process of recovery, like she said. And there are services. If uh, there's Shamika, you know, out there that, that is there to assist you in right. the recovery process. So take it, man. Yes. Well, I just want to say I thoroughly enjoyed this conversation and thoroughly enjoyed our beautiful guest. And, and, um, and, and, you know, y'all listeners out there and, and, and those of us who, those of you who rock with us, y'all know here at True For We're we're about solutions. We don't just bring up a whole bunch of problems and and, and don't give you a solution. And, 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 uh, Miss Ricks has a counseling center. That's a solution. Solution. Uh, is a solution. And, 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 you know, anybody ending their life, um, just like she was talking about giving people hope, because to me, suicide just means that somewhere you just ain't no hope. Right. That's that's oh, when right. you exhausted everything. Yeah. Um and, and that does not have to be. 
Um, you know, she's given her information. There's helplines. There's anything. There's so many resources for you to live. Yeah. Mm. Just take a deep breath. Take a deep mm. breath before you make that bad decision. And just just get the counseling, get the helping you need. It is out here. And you use this if you're struggling with any mental health issues. um, This use this podcast as a sign from the Lord (laughs) that you just just like it happened for 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 Shamika with the uh, yellow pages. Pages, Use this as a sign from the Lord that. There is help for you and he wants you to get it. Yes. And, and, yes. and just a ditto also to, to the parent. Advocate for your kids. Yeah. Right. And, right. And, and don't traumatize your babies. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, they need therapy, but go. Yes. <laughs> send them to the calming corner. Cal- oh, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> yeah. Um, I totally ditto everything that has already been said. Not really much to add on to it. I think my lasting thoughts would be to those who are endeavoring to start this journey um, and being whole. I would say be willing to do the work. Um, You're going to have to do the work in order to live well. Yeah, so I did that. You got to do the work to live well. See, I, uh, faith without works is need. All right. Yes. So, hey, you guys, it's been another episode of yeah. the Remember yes. to like us on Facebook, subscribe yes. to us on YouTube, yeah. and share, share. And then once you share, share again. Share again. There you go. Sharing is caring. Sharing is caring. <laughs> we love you guys. We thank yes. you for your support. We thank, thank you for you. listening. And until next time, have an awesome week. All right. Bye. Bye, bye everybody. Bye.